0: Look out. Here comes a Spider Man. Is he strong? Listen, he's got radio active blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey man, there goes a Spider Man in the chill of night at the sea of a crime. Like a street. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to an Elegant Weapon, episode 7. I am back, boys and girls. We are back. I am back, particularly into the country. It's very nice to be back in my home and native land of Canada. Oh Yeah, we're up to 7, man. Uh, no, I think with the five and a halfs, uh, we well I'm, I'm just going to declare this episode seven. All right. We, yeah, we got, <laughs> we got three episode fours out there. That's all right. You know, a little <laughs> uh, little five point, point five fives and point six. twos. You know, it all works out. So uh, maybe we can stay straight from this this time in. How you been, man? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah it's been a, it's been a crazy month. I was away on business. I got a lot of educating done, and. Uh, I would, let's just say I was in a very inspiring place amongst a very large amount of very, very inspiring people. So uh, we have a special little treat today. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it in a bit, but uh, it will be a special little treat that uh, came my way. Theme song was a bit of a clue. Yeah, theme song, bit of a clue. So you, you can think about it for now. But uh, I just did something I've never done before. And uh, seeing as I was away for a month, uh, I gave altered states, our local comic shop, I gave them a pull list. And uh, normally I love to be going in there. We go in every Wednesday because you at know, least. at least, because New Comic Day is fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun. So, uh, but yeah, and here's a giant stack of comics in front of me, and uh,
1: a nice looking stack.
0: Of it's all, it's all right, eh? It's uh, it's it looks good. Extinctions. <sighs> Yeah, we can go through the list if you want here. Uh, I got my X-Sanction, number three of four. That'll be an interesting, uh, you know, and then you got your usual 52s that came out for the month. And, uh, ooh, Kryptonite I see on Action and Comics cover. This is my first little look through of my stack here. And uh, it looks like Superman Action Comics, Poisoned by Kryptonite, finally bringing Kryptonite into the scene. Uh, We got our Batman Detective Comics. And uh, that looks—that's got to be Penguin. Yep. Yeah, that's Penguin. He's got a little bit of a jokerish look to him on that cover there, though. Keep your villains separate. Be careful, kids. And of course, we're rolling along in our Uncanny X-Men's. And here, oh, 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 oh. I, th- I may—I may have just—may have just wet myself a little. <laughs> Star Wars, Dawn of the Jedi. Your guide to the Dawn of the Jedi era of Star Wars. Is that a number zero? I see. This is a number zero, so I guess this is setting us up for uh what the what the series is gonna be about and it's the the origin of the Jedi. There's been lots of rumors, uh I've heard different rumors that they were from an old like priest monastery order called the Brothers of Barabel or something like that. Right. And uh from what we do know it, from established Star Wars canon is that there were no lightsabers then. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Because I see a blaster and I see kind of a sword on this girl's hip here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I wonder if they were laser swords. Well, not yet, no. Because they started off with swords. Then they moved to having these packs that hung around their waist that yeah. charged the lightsabers. So the original lightsabers were connected to a charged battery kind of pack that they wore in like a satchel and uh, that kind of progressed into being able to put the crystal right into the hilt so that's going to be I'm excited to read that man Uh, a few more uh, Star Wars titles coming on through The Crimson Empire 3 this new one here, it's part 3 I haven't had a chance to even read the first two yet but Star Wars Agent of the Empire Iron Eclipse that'll be interesting Forgive me if uh, anything sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but I've been hanging out with a lot of people from Chicago, and uh, down there, people, you know, packing a car down in Maine, and that kind of thing, man. I met so many people with, just from all over North America, and, you know, Alabama, Alabama, they talk real quick, real quick, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I did have the privilege of meeting Adam Sandler last month. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's not the Adam Sandler, but I know, uh... (laughs) One of the guys there at this training thing I was at. Uh, Adam, if you're listening, what's up? Uh, Adam's originally from the UK, Mm -hmm. but uh, working out of uh, the States now. The king of puns. I've never heard a more cheesier, (laughs) pun-filled collection of beautifully brilliant jokes and one-liners. Adam, thank you for keeping us all laughing in disgust at the same time. But uh, yeah, it was funny because uh, the first day we all introduced ourselves, and a few people had noticed. Uh, there's like a name card at the front of your desk, and people were like, "Really?" And he got up and he's like, Hi, uh yes, my name is Adam Sandler." And uh, yeah, it was it was funny. But uh, here we go. I see Wolverine and the X Men. They're really starting to push this A versus X Men. Oh, yeah. it's coming. Two months until it is coming. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, Alpha and Omega. That looks like a sweet cover. What were those books you bought today? Who's that artist? Sam Keith. Sam Keith. My lord, Sam Keith, you make some beautiful covers.
1: Yeah, he's the one that uh, did the Max. That's who I got into him.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. now that I picture it in my head. So he started, how long has he been doing like mainstream, like Marvel and stuff? Ooh,
1: well, I think Max was, he did the first five issues of Sam
0: Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't aware of that.
1: Yeah, if you if you look the there's a big difference too, and the guy that from the guy that hopped in there after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh so. man, I gotta. Re- I haven't read Sin Man in maybe years, Mister Gaiman. I apologize, but yeah, it's been a long time. I should reread those. Those were some sick comics, man. Mm-hmm. I used to love Death. She was she was pretty. I'm man. only on issue two, so. But uh, yeah, those books you picked up today, man. Yeah. Uh, the, especially that Wolverine Hulk. Hulk. Oh, my lord. Uh, if anybody wants to see some beautiful, beautiful cover, go out there and find Wolverine Hulk. Uh, what was it? A couple-issue series? I think it was four. Four-issue series, and those those covers, man, do they make you want to read it? I those hope, are, I hope it's only four, because that's just going to be one more thing for the polis at the con. Nice. Yes, <laughs> you speak of the con. Wow. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, up here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, we got con madness coming up mm-hmm. we got uh march we have the fan expo comic-con that's happening oh. march 11th and then april we have the wizard world comic-con oh is
1: it that way around yeah
0: it's that way around the next one coming up is the fan expo comic-con all okay. then april bam we have the wizard world comic-con and uh and then of course the big beautiful fan expo happening later in august yeah, March tenth and eleventh, Toronto Comic Con, presented by Fan Expo Canada. Uh, Charisma Carpenter, Tia Carrera, Bruce Boxleitner, John Delancey, Q himself. Nice. That'll be uh, that'll be good. And uh, this one's got seven of nine as well,
1: or is it the one with the? Oh, it's the one with the nerds.
0: No, but this one. Oh, we got Edward Furlong actually uh, showing up. That's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christiana. What is it? Christiana Loken, Terminator 3. Uh, Oh, this is fantastic. Curtis Armstrong, Robert Carradine, Booger and Lewis themselves, Revenge of the Nerds. Lambda, (laughs) Lambda, Lambda. (laughs) That's just fantastic. They'll be there if anybody wants to get out. You'll have the chance to meet those guys. We've got Bush. Nice. (laughs) And uh, a staple as always. I got to meet this... uh, I got to meet this... uh, Grumpy old English hippie last year, Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca himself, will be in attendance. So if you want to have a beautiful uh, Peter Mayhew Chewbacca autograph on your wall, as I do, you'll definitely want to get out there.
1: Well, do you say he's uh, coming at the for the Toronto Comic Con in April?
0: Uh, I just can't keep it straight Boba enough. Boba Fett's going to, want to see. be there, man. Do you have him yet? Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba yeah. Fett. No, that <clears throat> that's going to be a great addition to the lineup. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got David Prouse. Jake Lloyd, Peter Mayhew, and Anthony Daniels. So far, that is the extent of my uh, Star Wars cast autographs. But, uh, yeah, if Jeremy Bullock's going to be there, that's... Uh, gotta, nailed, gotta nail down the Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Worst uh, death ever. Jedi scum. But, uh... Well, it depends if you look at it. Was that actually his death? Because uh, I think they brought him back in a comic. This is yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Because then he somehow made it out of the sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. and uh, he was digested over ten thousand years. Yes. <laughs> so uh, he escaped, man. Uh, actually, that leads me. Last night, I was sitting around with Aaron, and we were watching uh, Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and. It's really interesting. Okay. Jesus Christ! I just get into Doctor Who and now you start talking about another show I don't watch. Yeah. Well, come on. This okay. is Clone Wars. <laughs> this is this is you know.
1: Okay. Uh, just get ready for the confused look.
0: Asajj Ventress is uh, the bald Sith girl with the two lightsabers. Yeah. Count Dooku's yeah, apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Now she's been shunned and kicked out of the Sith, and this uh, and that. So that's point A of my story. Okay. So the the episode centers around her. Okay. Now <clears throat> there's these characters, uh the witches of Dothamir, and they're the Night Sisters. Okay. And they're a clan of witches, like force witches, basically. Okay. And uh I've only ever known them to be in the novels. They've been in several novels. They might be in some comic books, but uh n- not like super in depth. Mm-hmm. But uh they're they're pretty pretty big in the books, you know, they're talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh this episode featured her returning to her Night Sisters, which I never. That was a thing that kind of blew me out of the water. Because you never knew where this Assage Ventress came from. She just showed up one day and was like, Teach me, Dooku, blah, blah, blah. Also, and it turns she, out she's a Night Sister. So shouldn't she have already been like a Jedi? Well, she knew the Force. She did come in knowing the Force, but mm-hmm. when she met Count Dooku, she had a green and blue lightsaber she had just taken from some Jedi's. Right. Because they don't use lightsabers, they're just like witches, like okay, force yeah. conjuring witches. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this episode revolved around her returning to them. So it turns out that Asajj Ventress is in fact a Knight Sister, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we got to see them in full force, and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So the Knight Sisters are fighting off the droid army because Dooku or th- they send Grievous in to to you know take over Dothamir. And uh, they need reinforcements, so the head knight sister goes to the old, ancient knight sister, yeah. and she conjures up the dead of all the old dead knight sisters, and this army of the dead return. Zombie, and Jedi. zombie yeah. Jedi, sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they come and they 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 you know they cause some stuff, but uh, wow, that cartoon's gotten violent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Asajj Ventress is just slicing through, just taking heads off, left, right, and center, and these. These zombie night sisters were terrifying. Mm-hmm. They come out of these pod things, and they fall on the ground, and they get up, and they're just like, like crazy, like skull, like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was really, really kind of freaky stuff. So, what season are they on now? Three, uh, I think three. Yes, yeah. this would be three because Ahsoka, little Ahsoka, yeah. uh, has completely grown up. She's no longer like a little girl. She's you know they've even made her physically look yeah. more like an older teenage type girl. You know. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. So, you know, viewer discretion advised for your children, because it seems like a children's show to watch, but this show is heavy. Watch the Clone Wars, support this stuff, because getting a weekly dose of Star Wars is, is what we all need.
1: Well, Green Lantern's coming back. They There's made, that new one, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they did the first two episodes like back in like October or November. Right. And now uh, that's coming back for the third... Is it next week?
0: That's exciting.
1: Next, yeah, Saturday morning.
0: Because it was a movie, they made like a full length animated feature to introduce it, didn't they? Well, no, they did. Uh, a or was, was that War. separate? That's the different one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's. I, I think will... that's Emerald Knights. Yeah, that's what I'm. That was recently. No, they I did watched. a, a two episode pilot, which is
1: going to be episode mm-hmm. one and two. So next weekend is going to be they're going to replay episode one. The weekend after that going to be episode two, and then on St Patrick's Day.
0: <laughs> Green Lantern Nice isn't that appropriate yeah. That's fantastic Yeah but I've seen the first two and they <coughs> awesome. Okay I've just come to it We passed zero and here I have in front of me Issue number one of Dawn of the Jedi Force Storm Looks to me like this guy's holding A lightsaber So once again I think It may be coming down to uh, Them changing canon Again because this wouldn't be the first time because canon has been changed in the past to make things, you know, fit here and there. Because...
1: it's easier to draw someone swinging a lightsaber than pushing someone with just the force?
0: Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it also sells lightsaber. Lightsabers sell, you know. Yeah. But uh, originally in the novels, uh, the Death Star was designed uh, in the Maw Cluster. And they had this secret base, secret Imperial base, where all these scientists were held coming up with these super weapons right mm-hmm. uh forgive me if i get her name wrong but i think it's danny Quee or something like that this alien scientist uh in the young jedi novels uh she helped develop the death star but then as we know in episode two of mm-hmm. the films the uh it was in fact designed by the uh what are they called I'm totally I'm having a blank. You're also if anybody's listening they're screaming at this at me right now. <laughs> but you know the little bug creatures on the Geonosia, the Geonosians? Yeah, okay. And they had the little thing and the little hologram of the Death Star. They're like if they find out what we are building. Mm-hmm. you know. So uh Lucas of course and has every right to redirected the canon, you know. Mm-hmm. So who knows, maybe once they got the plans and designs, maybe they sent those plans and designs to the Maw cluster And gave it to those scientists to further develop. So see? I I just saved it for you. I just saved the entire Star Wars universe. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're all welcome. (laughs) But, uh, oh, Supergirl. We see Superman when he turns bad. That'll be interesting. And uh, Bane. The Rise of Bane. That's what, Dark Knight (laughs) 6? The Dark Knight number 6. Have you read this yet? No. I have not either. It's uh, Bane breaking Batman's back right on the cover. Uh... It could be just reminiscence, but uh, who knows? It could be cool. This is a Finch drawn. Uh, David Finch, fantastic artist. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aquaman, of course, still rolling along. I'm sure it's going to be as good as they've been. Is that uh, the one with Mira? Oh, yeah, dude. Mira Unleashed. Yeah, I
1: just read all of them like the other day. It's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I read the, I read issue one when it first came out, and then, I like like I do, I just kind of let them pile up until... An Ark ho.
0: Yeah? Oh, nice, oh, oh, oh. nice. I'm excited. I'm
1: excited. Yeah. I mean, uh, the other day, like, remember how I was pissed off with uh, Aqua Dog last time?
0: Yes, Aqua Dog. Uh, yeah. There's a There's a,
1: <laughs> there's a point to Aqua Dog now.
0: There is a point to oh, Aqua Dog? Yeah. All right. You need a point. Does Aqua Dog have a name yet?
1: Uh, I don't think he's got a name, but um, issue six is all due to Aqua Dog. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking awesome.
0: Nice. Maybe crypt, uh, Crypto will get his own series soon enough. Mm-hmm. uh then uh, I got a couple more issues we got x men twenty five Wolverine and the x men number six this looks interesting these covers That's are a good uh, cover, man. yeah it's a neat cover i like the way it's very lively and kind of new school art they do with them so uh and then last but not least uh star wars Dark Times number four on the trail of a Jedi out of the wilderness part four or five looks pretty sweet these dark time ones are really cool they're drawn like darkly and Oh yeah. Kind almost was... kinda almost gothically in a way. Hmm. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. So very excited about all these. Uh it's gonna be a good summer of fan geekdom. Think about it. We got uh we got three Comic Cons coming up. Yep, two in the next little while, one in August. And the roll call of the movies this year. I mean, are you kidding? Dark Knight Rises, the Avengers, uh, even the new G.I. Joe. There's yep. more I'm not even thinking of right now. Superman. New Superman. Superman. Oh, is man. that this year? I'm super excited for that. You got Dark Knight
1: Rises. Did you say that
0: already? Yeah. But Zack Snyder? Man, that guy can make a movie. Right even down to the Owl movie, that Legends of Ga-Hul. Like, like, Don't put it past because it's you know, an, a silly Owl movie. This movie is oh, amazing. Oh, is it? That came the over Legends last year, of G'Hool, yeah. The yeah Owls. Burger King twist for that. Oh crowd, my gosh, it? that movie was awesome. Right back down to the Watchmen to 300. Like, this is the man to make Superman. And I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them underwear. Bring it into the now. And, yeah. Let Superman fly as Superman should be able to fly. And also, uh, last but not least, the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. Did you see the trailer for this yet? Yeah. 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 Did
1: you see the, uh, there's a clip of, uh, Spider-Man when he's, like, web-slinging? Did you see it, like, slowed down? I don't think I saw it slowed down. Oh, it looks fucking awesome, dude. Yeah? He's just chucking it from, like, behind his back. And boom, just, like...
0: Actually, yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah, yeah but he's long, awesome. he's lankly. he's yeah. what Peter Parker should be in my mind. Yeah, it looks good. You know, I always thought Tobey Maguire was a bit, you know, too boyish. Not that Andrew Garfield's manly, but no. it's just that lankly is Spider-Man. It's got a fit. You this know one looks I mean? kind of dark, too, which I like. It does seem darker. Well, that's the way they're going to do in uh, Ghost Rider as well. Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. I'm still interested to see if it's actually a sequel. Because yeah, they said really it is. wasn't a sequel. It is. So it is a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's confusion there. But back to Spider-Man. Uh, there's a reason we played the theme there. Spider-Man. Very excited. When I was away the past month... I had the uh, privilege of being taught by Dr. Anand Prasad, entomologist uh, down in Kent, Ohio, was where I was. Um, Amazing man. Uh, He grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, uh, where in his youth, as you'll hear, uh, was influenced by, uh, I think he said he read the Superman. He used to always draw Superman pictures and the Hulk and... uh, Eventually, he became assistant prof- uh, believe an assistant professor teaching at the University of Florida mm-hmm. and back in 2000, and was given the privilege of being a technical advisor on Spider-Man 1. Uh, he started the class saying this, of course, immediately caught my attention, sure. and uh, went to him after class and said, sir, do you think I could have a few minutes of your time and we could have a quick little chat-chat? Which he was very, very... Very into, uh, he's a very busy guy, so I, I could have sat and talked with this guy for hours, mm-hmm. um, but he was very, very busy, so I did get a chance to sit down with Dr. Arnon Persad and have a little chat. Um, you know what else was a cool coincidence? The Adam Sandler, the guy we spoke of earlier, yep. he was working on uh, a project in New York City. He has a friend in New York City who is a professional helicopter pilot, And works on movies. Turns out this helicopter pilot is the pilot who filmed the scenes in between the buildings before they (laughs) implanted Spider-Man swinging through the buildings. He's the one who filmed flying through the the yeah flying through the buildings. That's amazing. Yeah, so he showed me pictures. He took him on a nighttime tour of New York City in his helicopter. Yeah, and it was at Christmas time. So Adam Sandler was able to get all these shots of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller and Central Park and all this crazy stuff at night lit up in Christmas time. Looking spectacular. Oh, yeah. These, these pictures were just absolutely unreal. Just mind-blowing pictures. I can't imagine what a coincidence, like what, a, what a, you know, an experience that would have been. But it was just coincidentally that I got to hear stories about this guy who works for movies and did the scenes. And uh, then Dr. Prasad mentioned uh, being a technical advisor on Spider-Man 1. So uh, I didn't get a lot of his time. He's a very, very busy man. We were supposed to do it the first day I was there. Three weeks later, I finally got him to sit down for, uh, I believe it's about a seven-minute conversation. But uh, it's short. It's sweet. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If anyone has any questions or interests, uh, I can easily pass them on to Dr. Prasad. I hope very much so that someday in the future, I'm going to get a chance to sit, maybe sit down with him again for a more in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, the initial greeting and meeting was, uh, it was cool, man. He had a c- cool few little things to say. Uh, I got a couple little questions in. And uh, so here we are. This is myself sitting down with Dr. Arnand Prasad, technical advisor on Spider-Man 1. Please enjoy. Okay, here we are, Dr. Prasad. Thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're very, very busy. Uh, So basically, I've already laid out uh, why we're here to interview, and uh, first of all, I'd like to ask you, how exactly did you get involved in the project?
2: Oh, okay, great. Um, You know, I've always been a fan of... um of uh, comic books and, and, and um, animated type movies and so forth, specifically those with, with superheroes. So it was, no, it was no stretch of the imagination for me to talk to people along the, li- along the way, both in um, New York and California, people who were involved in transgenic research. Okay. And um, a call went out that uh, the, the set, the people who put in the set together were, were in need of um, looking at proof um, readers of the, of the scientific parts of the transgenic research that was being fo- um, that would, would have been p- parts and bits and pieces of the Spider-Man movie. This was the first one, I think I it think was filmed in 2001, mm-hmm. but came out in 2002. And it was filmed in California and New York. So there were, there were times when there were, I think the lab scenes were in California and New York or both. Okay, And um, so some of the things that I would have covered would, would, would have come my way um, were like a list, lab lists, you know, petri dishes and conical flasks, and I was able to get to one of the sets, but I was way in the back. And, I mean, I might have t- caught a glimpse of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> right. Well, <that's laughs> but, but I'm, and I, and then again, I'm not sure because there were several stunt doubles
1: there. Okay. So right. Hard, it's right. Hard to right figure yeah, out it's hard to, hard to tell. I guess. Yeah. In
2: in, in a costume. When you can always, So, but, uh, but I think from 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 growing up as a kid. And reading the Superman comics, the Hulk comics and the um, Spider Man comics and then being able to be to in in a small way contribute to what would would, would have been the motion event picture of the year. Right. Was um, you know, was huge for me and um, you know, uh, I appreciate being you know, being able to be a part of it.
0: So you actually almost sort of sought it out once you heard that yeah, they had put I, I, the call out. Okay, yeah, I yeah. see.
2: I'll talk to friends and stuff, and you know, and, be, and they're very open. They're like, "Hey, I want to be in on this." And there are very few labs that do transgenic research in mites and spiders, and we happen to be doing that. That research okay. over, I think, was Stiff, Florida, where I was based at the time. So
0: so uh, your visit to the set, was that just kind of a perk of getting yes. involved? Yes, so it was a
2: perk at, of getting involved.
0: So there was no actual, can you, you know, does no, this look no, right? No, no, any take or anything. Yeah, it was that's all what
2: done. I, what, what, I, what I did was really provide, um, I mean, uh, when you look at a lot of the movies today, they like to be very, very accurate in terms of the scene setting. Uh, the forensic people, they're very, very accurate. The ones in forensic entomology, one of my colleagues works in forensic entomology, and she consults with the, with the, with the crew that does the, um, you know, uh, some of these movies, okay. where you find larvae and people and you know, wrecking right, corpses right. and so forth. So, so they do like to be able to quote scientific literature. They do like to be as real as they possibly can. And I think in this um, this uh, that first Spider-Man, it really was a case of him being bitten by a, a spider that had was contaminated with a, a radioactive liquid, and and mm-hmm. and, and impart spider sense, uh, strength to him. Now, um, when you look at the real world today, like for example in 2010, which is after after Peter after Peter Parker's film, that debut and debut and everything, we're hearing about um, scientists uh, being able to. Introduce spider genes into get this goats, so it 's a spider goat transgenic organism that basically produces um, uh, a goat milk that has a very strong silk um, really constituent yeah, spider silk is thought to be one of the strongest right. material known to man right and um, and there's a group actively pursuing this because you can make pretty. Lightweight bulletproof vests. Really? Using this uh, goat milk that has the spider genes implanted in the goats. So so that is where we are, you know. I mean, this is 2010 that that the came around. So um, some of the research I was involved in was really putting like jellyfish. Um, the bioluminescence of jellyfish and the mites. So they use that was so part of the movie. I yeah, remember so, they so, were so so they could glow the in the dark. Glow, yeah, right. yeah, so they can glow in the dark. So that's, that's the real world. And you know, when I was a researcher back in. A 01, 02, 03, that's some of the work that, you know, was, was current then. And that's old school now. They've moved on. And there, there's right. entirely new stuff out there. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that partly what inspired your love of science? Things oh, yeah. like science fiction oh, and comic books? I think, think all
2: this? scientists at one, at one point in time would have delved into the world of science fiction. Mm. And growing up as a kid, um, science fiction for me was really the thing to be involved in.
0: Yeah that's yeah. it shows sets the
2: stage for for IT more scientists it's, it 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 it's how you it's how you can extend your passion from a from real world into fantasy except that the fantasy is slowly becoming real world
0: yeah do you think eventually then do you think we might be able to get to the point where you know we're starting to splice human genes absolutely like, yeah,
2: uh, yeah if, if somebody somewhere isn't doing it already
0: you know, yeah I'm sure somebody's out there trying something alright before I take up too much of your time then <laughs> so I want to ask you one more question so absolutely. Star Wars or Star Trek
2: uh, I'm a Star Trek.
0: Yeah? Uh, yeah, I
2: gotta go Star Trek.
0: I'm guessing that must go with, it's a lot more realism with the Star Trek. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I actually hear a lot of scientists have all accredited, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, who started right, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, a lot of interviews I've seen with him, yeah. he always talks about how he was very proud that a lot of scientists would come to him and say, you know, you inspired me.
2: Yeah, I think from a scientific uh, perspective, Star Trek tends to be, not, not necessarily more plausible, but it's more... More along the lines of um, of belief. Mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, some of the things like beat me up, Scotty. Obviously, <laughs> you know, light years away. But yeah. but when we when we when we look at Star Wars, and um, you know, you have these Chewbacca and the relationship and robots and so forth. It's it's kind of neat, but at the same time, it's I'm a, I'm a Star Trek
0: guy. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. Doctor Prasad, thank you very very much for your time. I uh, greatly greatly appreciate sure, it. Yep, um, Good luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. And there you have it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of snippet of information. It uh, was fucking awesome. It was, it was. Oh god. It's all right. <laughs> for all of you wonderful amazing instructors and